Wherever you are on your leadership voyage, it starts here. Hey, everybody. It's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, Tuesday, February 14th here in the United States. Uh, here for another episode of Leadership Voyage, the podcast dedicated to your pursuit of becoming a great leader. My name is Jason Wick. You can find the show at leadership.voyage on the web or uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can subscribe. Please rate and subscribe. You know, yesterday was February 13th, and I think it's important to just pause for a moment and acknowledge the tragedy that was the shooting at Michigan State University. It's very difficult for many of us to process and handle these uh, continued mass shootings that happen across the United States. And I just wanted to stop for a moment and acknowledge um, if you uh, are in Michigan or uh, have ties to Michigan or are simply struggling with the events of last evening, uh, my heart is out with you and um, hopefully you can move through these you can move through the phases of grief on this um, swiftly. Today's episode is um, another quick one about a, a study that came through in a write-up in the Wall Street Journal on Sunday, February 12th. A link to the article is in the show notes. The story is titled, The One Personality Trait Crucial to Creating Effective Teams, and it was written up by Gavin Kilduff and Tessa West, who are both uh, professors at NYU, they discuss a research study that they were involved in, uh, which was led by CUU at Rice University, and it's something that I've not heard of before. It's talking about something that they refer to as status intelligence. Status intelligence is someone's ability to accurately read the dynamics of status inside of a group or inside of a team. And I found this really interesting. So again, the link to this story is uh, in the show notes, so you can go ahead and read it. But here's what they call out in, in this article and uh, in the research study. So they suggest that managers' employees are spending as much as 75% of their time in activities that are around collaborating. They, they acknowledge the importance of team dynamics here and how important it is. And we know that in organizations all around the world, we are investing time, resources, money into helping our teams. So even, even they referenced the Google's project at Aristotle, which I believe is the one that called out psychological safety. But even in that case, they're talking about how even Google's project Aristotle didn't really pinpoint from the individual standpoint what someone can do in order to thrive in the team. They're saying that psychological safety, of course, is something that's critical in the team dynamic for high performance. However, when we're talking about personality, emotional intelligence, competence, <clears throat> they suggest that in Google's Project Aristotle, none of those factors were really called out as something that was critical to matter in, in the team setting which I find interesting. 
So as they go on to talk about this study that again was led by CUU at Rice University, they identify this key individual skill that they're calling status intelligence, which is how someone can accurately read the dynamics of status inside of a team. So they started to try and measure this skill with people. In other words, they they administered a 10-minute test before someone joined a team to see how well they were able to read status. In other words, how much status intelligence they had. And they go into some of the methodology around this, which watching a video and and having people read from video footage what the dynamics of, of status hierarchy are like inside of a team and things like that. So Rather than asking people to self-report, which of course is going to introduce a lot of bias, you know, maybe I'd go so far to suggest here that we all think, or many of us think, that we're able to read the room. We're able to read the status hierarchy of a team. Maybe we, we think we're a little better at it than we, we actually are. So rather than having people self-report, they in fact made people go through this test and then took that as a predictive measure of success on how well these individuals would work within a team. One thing they call out here is status intelligence is not EQ. Having status intelligence helps people perceive the dynamics of a team to see who is influential in that group, who is respected in that group. And again, they're saying it's not the same as emotional intelligence, which is when you can look at an individual and you can kind of understand based on their Facial, facial expressions and, and other things, uh, what's going on, your ability to show empathy, things like that. They, they suggest that EQ was not predictive of performance. So they move on to this idea of can we train people to become better at understanding status hierarchy? Can we help them increase their status intelligence? Well, they say they don't know that yet. Maybe we can, but they don't know yet. But what they do call out are three specific things that we can do today to help our teams, knowing that, according to this research study, status intelligence is predictive of team performance. So first of all, they say, this is kind of back to the bias topic, Uh, Don't assume that we are able to read status. Don't assume that those around you and those who are on teams are able to read status. Don't assume that people have a high status intelligence. Instead, have explicit conversations about this. It says in here that we often assume that everyone understands everyone else's status but we should have direct and explicit conversations around this topic because it could lead to higher performance. I find this kind of interesting because it does sound like a slightly awkward conversation. I mean, I I guess, you know, most of the time, awkward conversations are necessary to promote growth. But my last episode, when I had just had a conversation with, with Liz Wiseman a couple of weeks ago, one thing that came across in things that she was saying a couple of times was oftentimes we can make progress on situations simply by being transparent and just talking about the situation very directly. You know, okay, I'm going to tell you a little secret. Um, okay. One of my secrets from 
you know, my early days as an executive coach, where honestly, I didn't entirely know what I was doing. You know, you got to have your first few kind of clients slash victims. <laughs> but there was one thing I noticed when I would be sitting across the desk from an executive, and these were people who are running big complex operations with lots of complex challenges, I would often hear them describe, well, see, the problem is if I do that and I give that person like more responsibility, it's going to create this dynamic over here. And then these people are going to be mad and there's going to be like a little mutiny here. And then and they would describe all that. And, you know, of course, not entirely knowing how to solve that problem, I would find myself asking, well, what would happen if you told that person, like if you just laid out your logic and told them why that person's like, oh, you know what, we're giving, you know, Frank more responsibility because da 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 and, and the answer always came back, well, that would solve the problem. <laughs> and so my very fancy coaching would be, well, why don't you just tell them? So there you heard it from Liz. And something that they suggest in this story is don't assume that people are are good at reading uh others uh status don't assume that people have uh, strong status intelligence the second thing they suggest that people can do is to acknowledge status differences even when we have a flat organization and it's me it suggests that even though we have an org chart it doesn't mean that that is a true reflection of status and influence and I think we all know that, right? We can get hung up on titles and people have titles for a reason and that's all relevant. But when you look at the org chart, that doesn't mean it's a reflection of the actual dynamics inside of each teams. The person at the top of an org chart or with the higher title doesn't necessarily have more influence inside of the group dynamic. Even though flat structures are probably trying to get rid of this dynamic of hierarchy, it's not a good assumption to work under for effective teamwork. Teams are determining their own hierarchies. They know who have strengths in different areas. They know who is influential. They know who to go to to pitch their idea because it's more likely that it'll move forward for one reason or another. These are the realities that I think it's great to call out from this study. We should acknowledge this, that oftentimes people figure out hierarchies in a group just in a matter of a few minutes. Maybe stop. I'm going to do the same here. Maybe think about a, 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 a dynamic that you've experienced recently, either with a new working group or maybe even in a social interaction. I don't know. But it suggests here, and I think it's probably true, that oftentimes the hierarchy is kind of figured out within just a few minutes. We know who the vocal folks are going to be. We kind of figure out who the influential ones are. Maybe we're able to spot who the most competent folks are, and we know who to go to for certain uh, certain help or, or expert on certain topics or who to pitch an idea to. But they suggest here, encourage teams to have open conversations, which is, again, very interesting, to acknowledge who has the most influence in different situations around different types of decisions. And the third thing uh, in this write-up that they suggest uh, is to intervene Get involved when teams are showing signs of status conflict, that if there is a difficulty around this topic of people seeing status, seeing that correctly, understanding influence within the dynamics of their teams, if they don't all share a common understanding of it, get involved and go back to the previous uh, step two uh, recommendation, which is to acknowledge status differences. 
help people get on the same page. Really interesting topic. The personality trait that these researchers suggest is critical for effective teams, status intelligence. Check it out for yourself. Link to the article in the show notes. And I look forward to giving you another great interview on Leadership Voyage just coming up here in the next few days. So everyone take care. 